Are you ready? Hello and welcome to another episode of the Around the CFL podcast. Anthony here with you again, and we are now three quarters of the way through the regular season. Sad, but true. We have a lot to get to this week, but first, let's check in on the news. The Hamilton Tiger Cats have signed two-time CFL All-Star Darrell Walker, the team announced on Wednesday. Walker is 32, most recently suited up in one game for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, registering three receptions for 28 yards and one receiving touchdown. He's 6'2", 187 pounds, and he's a native of Hillsborough, Texas, and has appeared in 92 games over eight seasons in the Canadian Football League, with the Riders, Edmonton Elks, and the Toronto Argonauts, totaling 475 receptions for 6,681 yards and 34 receiving touchdowns. He's also a two-time CFL All-Star, a three-time CFL West Division All-Star, and a one-time CFL East Division All-Star, and he is definitely going to bolster that Hamilton Ticats receiving room. And something that's been causing much debate, the Toronto Argonauts gave quarterback Cameron Dukes first team reps at practice this week. And he's also reported that he will be starting this week and Chad Kelly will not get the start against the Bombers. Toronto and Winnipeg haven't met since last year's Grey Cup at Mosaic Stadium in Regina when the Argonauts upset the two-time defending champions by a score of 24-23. Kelly entered that game after McLeod Bethel-Thompson suffered an injury and helped lead the game-winning drive, which ended in a five-yard touchdown run from A.J. Ouellette. The Argonauts have already clinched first place in the East, sitting atop the standings with a 12-1 record. The club rested Ouellette against the Hamilton Tiger Cats this past week, and they're continuing to strategically sit veteran players in advance of the playoffs. It appears as though Kelly, it's his turn this week. The Montreal Alouettes have released starting defensive end Jamal Davis II. The 6'4", 250-pound defender recorded 22 defensive tackles, one special teams tackle, and three sacks over 14 games this season. He played less than recent weeks as a first-round 2023 CFL draft pick, Luol Uguak, factored more into the team's rotation at defensive end. He's 28 years old and from Canton, Ohio, and he went unselected in the 2019 NFL Draft and had stints with the Houston Texans, Indianapolis Colts, Miami Dolphins, Tennessee Titans, and the Cleveland Browns before coming north of the border. And also announced that he actually did ask and he was perfectly fine with his release. So we'll see where he ends up now. And finally, in the news, it's that time, it's playoff scenarios. It's a time where we get to start talking about playoffs, who's in, who's out, and what teams need to do. The Montreal Alouettes can become the latest CFL team to punch a ticket to the postseason with a win this weekend. If the Alouettes win against Ottawa on Saturday, the Alouettes will clinch a playoff spot. In the West, if the BC Lions win against Saskatchewan, they will secure home playoff date. And then some of the other possibilities going into the playoffs. So a BC win secures the playoffs. Hamilton win, there's no crossover potential for the West Division and for the fourth place team. A Hamilton win and Saskatchewan win, Edmonton will will be absolutely eliminated from the playoffs. In the East, Montreal wins, they clinch a playoff spot. 
Montreal win and Hamilton win, Hamilton clinches a playoff spot. Montreal win and Hamilton win and Saskatchewan win. It gets a little bit cloudy, but both Edmonton and Ottawa will be eliminated. Ottawa lost and Saskatchewan win. No crossover for potential for the East Division at all. So right now, the playoff picture looks like this. The Toronto Argonauts have clinched the East Division already. So they have done it for the third straight season, and they did it at Week 15. Winnipeg secured a playoff spot for a seventh consecutive year in Week 14. And BC clinched a postseason berth for a second straight year in Week 16. So if for anyone who's not quite sure of that whole crossover rule... If the 4th place team in Division A, A4, has more points than the 3rd place team in Division B, B3, they cannot be tied, A4 will cross over and take the place of the B3 in terms of the playoff seeding. A4 will then compete against B2 in the Division B semifinal. So, for example, if somebody in the West finished higher then the third place team in the East, the fourth place team in the West would would go over and play against the second place team in the East, which essentially could set up a West versus West Grey Cup. On a first and ten, Brett Blackstone with the ball after the turnover come. Calls his number. And come breaks free and has another touchdown Ottawa. Week 16 kicked off on Friday with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders traveling out to Ottawa, and it was the Red Blacks taking this one at home 36-28. to For the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, Jake Dolagala went 24 for 36, 267 yards, two touchdowns, and two interceptions. Frankie Hickson carried the ball nine times for 77 yards for the Riders, and Keon Schaefer-Baker had seven catches for 76 yards and a touchdown as well. For the home team Red Blacks, Dustin Crum went 21 for 27, 243 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Devontae Williams had 22 carries for 136 yards on the ground. Dustin Crum also carried the ball five times for 53 yards and a touchdown. Jalen Acklin had five catches for 66 yards, while Justin Hardy also had five catches as well for 54 yards in the Red Blacks win. From the BC 53, Adams looks to his left, throws to his left, wide open, completion, Katoy, and he's got some space, look at the big fella go, Javon Katoy down to the 10, touchdown BC, they answer right back, second of the season for Katoy, and a big one for the Lions. The doubleheader game two on Friday night was the BC Lions traveling out to Commonwealth to take on the Edmonton Elks. And if you remember, Edmonton had not even scored a point against BC up until this game. This game was a lot closer than the previous ones, but still had the same outcome. The BC Lions took this one 37-29. For the Lions, Vernon Adams Jr., 16 for 26, 265 yards, two touchdowns, but again, two interceptions. Taquan Mizell had a big game on the ground, 16 carries for 112 yards and two touchdowns. Vernon Adams Jr. had the ball seven times on the ground for 54 yards as well. Keon Hatcher had the biggest game, four catches for 91 yards. And of course, Javon Katoy had four catches for 88 yards and a touchdown that you just heard. For the Edmonton Elks, Trey Ford, 20 for 27, 182 yards only, and two touchdowns. He also rushed five times for 43 yards. Then, 
uh, Kieran Moore had eight catches for 56 yards, and Dylan Mitchell had three catches for 42 yards, but unfortunately the Elks still could not solve those BC Lions. See if they can get it here against the pressure look. Everybody's standing up for the Alouettes, plus one pressure, tries to get it out underneath, and in his return to McMahon, it's his second interception of the season, Sean Lemon. Saturday's doubleheader kicked off with a game that we are invited out to by the Calgary Stampeders. So thank you very much, Stamps. We loved being out there. It was the Alouettes traveling out to McMahon to take on the Stampeders. And it was those Alouettes traveling and winning 28-11. This was a very interesting game. So normally I talk about the offensive threats and the offensive stars. I'm going to show some defensive love here first. Sean Lemon. Four tackles, two sacks, one interception, and I'm telling you, every time he had a sack or that interception, he was staring down that Calgary bench, and he was showboating, and rightfully so. But on the offensive side, Cody Fajardo, 22 for 29, 252 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. William Stanback had 14 carries for 81 yards. And Tyson Philpot with his dad in the crowd, 4 catches for 87 yards. On the other side, Jake Mayer, 29 for 37, 1 touchdown, again having interception problems. He threw 2. Kadeem Carey had 10 carries for 70 yards on the ground. Reggie Bagleton continues to be that star. 13 catches for 109 yards and a touchdown, unfortunately, in the losing effort. First time he in the offense have been on the field in 7 minutes and 13 seconds of playing time, and he's looking deep. Airing it out, and it's caught by Brissett. 10-5, touchdown, just like that. And in the final game of Week 16, the Hamilton Tiger Cats traveled out to BMO Field to take on the Argos. And it was Toronto taking this one handily 29-14 without A.J. Ouellette, who had a rest game. For the Ticats, Taylor Powell went 27-42, for 42, 334 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions, which turned into a pick six. James Butler had 13 carries for only 32 yards. Hamilton could not get the run game going. And in the air, Keandre Smith had 9 catches for 156 yards. For Toronto, Chad Kelly, 17 for 26, 242 yards, 2 touchdowns, and 2 interceptions of his own. And on the ground, it was Deonta McMahon, who had 12 carries for only 43 yards. In the air, Dijon Brissett had 6 catches for 98 yards and 2 touchdowns. It was a huge game. Of course, Winton McManus also had 2 picks in the game. He got to Powell twice. And the Argos continue to hammer against the entire CFL. That is it for week 16. We'll be right back and we have a lot more to get to. This is Lake Corte Moore, defensive lineman for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, and you're listening to Around the CFL podcast. 
This past weekend in the NFL, the Los Angeles Chargers traveled out to Minnesota to take on the Vikings, and they took it 28-24 against the home team. And the reason why we're talking about this is because of this week's Canadian star, Josh Palmer, number five for the Los Angeles Chargers, who had four receptions for 66 yards and a big touchdown in that winning effort. Number five is originally from Brampton, Ontario, and he went to high school in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and then college in Tennessee. He was drafted in the third round, 77th overall, in the 2021 NFL Draft. He is currently a big part of the Los Angeles Chargers offense. He's had 105 receptions for 1,122 yards and 7 receiving touchdowns prior to this week. We wish him the best of luck and we'd love to see the Canadian Stars really crushing it down south in the NFL. Alright, week 17 kicks off on Friday with the Toronto Argonauts traveling out to Winnipeg to take on the Blue Bombers at IG Field. Now a lot of people are debating this one, why isn't Chad Kelly starting? Why are they putting players at rest? Well the reason is, is because they've absolutely destroyed the entire CFL. They've already clinched East Division. Why risk a big injury going into the playoffs? AJ Ouellette rested last week, Chad Kelly resting this week, but I still think that the Toronto Argonauts have enough to take this game, and I think it's going to be Toronto over Winnipeg. Game 2 of the Friday doubleheader is the Saskatchewan Rough Riders traveling out to BC Place to take on the Lions, and the Lions have struggled a bit against Saskatchewan this year. I think this time it will be the Lions game, especially with a bomber loss and a BC win, they could take over first place in the division, so I say BC. On Saturday, another doubleheader takes place with the Montreal Alouettes traveling out to Ottawa to take on the Red Blacks. No surprise here. Montreal just handled Calgary fairly easily, and they're going to do the same in Ottawa. Montreal takes this one. And finally, the Calgary Stampeders travel out to Tim Hortons Field to take on the Ticats, which was supposed to be billed as Bo Levi Mitchell versus Calgary, but unfortunately he is still injured and I don't see him coming back at all for the remainder of the season. Even then, I still think Hamilton has enough to win. Hamilton is going to take this one versus the Stampeders. Well, that is it for us this week. Tune in next week when we are going to be joined by the man himself, former running back for the BC Lions and Winnipeg Blue Bombers, and father to the twins, Tyson and Jalen Philpot, Corey Philpot will be here to join us. You can follow us on Instagram, X, and everywhere else at Around the CFL Podcast. And be sure to listen to our episodes on Apple, Amazon, Spotify, iHeart, or anywhere else you get your podcasts from. And please, if you're loving the show, leave us a five-star review. We'll be back again next week with a new episode. Until then, we'll see you later.